This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that honors the dead by sharing their stories with the living. I'm Gabe Luzier, and today our week of chilling tales continues with a look at the killer smog that tormented a small American town in the late 1940s. The day was Tuesday, October 26, 1948. An ominous yellow fog descends on the town of Denora, Pennsylvania, and over the next five days leading up to Halloween, it would leave 20 people dead and thousands more seriously ill. As the week progressed, the fog grew denser, blanketing the entire town and surrounding area and making it nearly impossible to see. By Wednesday, the air was reportedly so thick that you could hold your hand in front of your face and not see the tips of your fingers. On October 29th, citizens attending the Denora Halloween Parade could barely make out the hazy figures that passed them in the streets. Meanwhile, the high school football team played its end-of-the-week game as scheduled, but the players' vision was so obscured that they could only run with the ball, rather than throw it. Then, on Saturday, October 30th, things took an even more frightening turn. Several horrified residents called their doctors to report difficulty breathing. The town ambulance was dispatched to help, but the streets were so choked with fog that it had to be guided by someone walking in front with a flashlight. The number of calls quickly became too many to manage, so firemen just started going door to door to offer oxygen to whoever was inside. Residents with chronic conditions were advised to leave town, but with visibility what it was, leaving by car was not an option. Finally, at around 2 a.m., the first death was reported. Twelve hours later, another 17 people had died. The fog continued to take its toll on the panicked town for the next two days. Thousands of residents poured into nearby hospitals gasping for air, and two more people died from asphyxiation. At last, at midday on Halloween Sunday, a heavy rain began to fall and the fog quickly lifted. According to Dr. William Rongaus, the head of the local Board of Health, if the rain hadn't arrived when it did, the casualty list would have been a thousand instead of twenty. At the time, Donora was a town of just 14,000 people. It was located in the basin of the Monongahela River Valley, nestled between steep hills. It was built as an industrial town, home to several large steel mills and a zinc smelting plant. For decades prior to the 1948 disaster, these facilities had released large amounts of sulfuric acid, carbon monoxide, and other pollutants into the air. The problem was well known, and as far back as the 1920s, the owner of the zinc plant began paying damages to the residents of Denora. However, Industrial air pollution wasn't regulated in those days, so nothing was actually done to reduce the harmful emissions. Over time, the residents just got used to seeing a bright yellow cloud around the zinc plant. 
In their minds, it was no big deal. Sure, most days in Denora began in a hazy fog, but by afternoon the wind would sweep through the valley and clear out all the bad air. The system worked. And that's why, in the week before Halloween in 1948, the residents weren't too concerned or surprised when that yellow fog started rolling in. But the difference that week was the morning fog didn't clear up in the afternoon. Instead, it just hovered over the town, and each day added a new layer of fog until finally it filled up the entire valley, until no one could breathe. Even though the air pollution was an open secret in Denora, the zinc plant didn't shut down its operation that year until October 31st, the day the fog finally lifted. A federal investigation later concluded that more than 5,000 of the 14,000 residents had experienced moderate to severe symptoms during the week-long crisis. The report also confirmed what most people already knew, that the American Steel and Wire Plant and the Denora Zinc Works emitted a toxic mix of poisonous gases, heavy metals, and other inhalable matter that's hazardous to human health. So it's obvious where the fog came from, but why was it so thick and persistent during that last week in October? The answer, according to the investigation, was a weather phenomena known as a temperature inversion. This event occurs when a layer of cold air is trapped in place by a layer of warm air above it. In the case of Denora, the cold air included the routine pollution that rolled into town daily, and the warmer air above it prevented that pollution from leaving the area, as it usually did. Then, when it rained on Halloween, the water pulled the pollution particles to the ground, allowing the air to finally clear. After the killer fog in Denora became national news, the public finally began to take air pollution a little more seriously. Less than a decade later, the Denora Zinc Works closed its doors for good. More than a hundred residents then filed lawsuits against the American Steel and Wire Company, but in response, the company asserted that the smog had been, quote, an act of God. In the end, the company settled out of court, and it never acknowledged any blame for the disaster. Although the Denora steel mill is long gone, the company behind it continues to operate other steelworks in the U.S. to this day. The town of Denora is now a shell of its former self, and its dwindling population still suffers from the lingering effects of the pollution. If there's an upside to what happened in Denora, it's that it helped raise awareness of the need for environmental regulation. When left unchecked, traditional and even new industries and technologies can poison the very air we breathe, making us sick, shortening our lives, or even killing us. The story of Denora is frightening, but to ignore the warning it offers could lead to something even scarier. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you want to keep up with the show, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can send them my way at thisday at iheartmedia.com. 
Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another scary day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.